0: Sue Meyer. Hello and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer. Today we're talking about colloidal silver. Now I'm actually talking about the suspendable liquid colloidal silver. Uh, You can, FDA says it's not compatible with taking orally so there's a lot of controversy about this subject and so I'm just going to give you my take on it okay. And my, again, I'm just bringing this to light so you can make your own decision. It's not, what I say is not gospel. But I have had quite a bit of experience with colloidal silver. And so I thought I'm going to share it. Um, a lot of our members actually ask the questions, do you use colloidal silver? Can I use colloidal silver? And I have many, many people in my life, they'll say, oh, don't worry about it. I, I used colloidal silver. I We got over it. And so... I guess this is my official way of talking about it we've I've mentioned it many many times in different podcasts and I've mentioned it um, on Q&A's and different places on our membership but this makes it official okay um, okay first of all I love kaleido silver I absolutely really really do I love having it on hand I love knowing that um, I have access to it and so with that being said Let's talk about what it is and how it's used, and then how it can actually suppress symptoms because you need to understand that as well. So, I went, I actually went online and I went to Healthline, I think it's Healthline, to get some information so that you're not just listening to me. And Healthline states, it says, some people say that colloidal silver can boost your immune system, ease chest congestion, and treat or prevent viral infections like the common cold or even COVID-19. You might also hear that colloidal silver helps treat conditions like cancer, HIV, and AIDS, shingles, herpes, or eye problems. Colloidal silver is said to have broad antibacterial and antiseptic effects when taken orally or placed on a wound. What colloidal silver is and why is it used? Okay, so colloidal silver is the term used to describe tiny particles of silver suspended in a liquid. They actually, what they do is they actually, to make colloidal silver, they take a piece of pure silver and they actually hook it up with little electrodes and then they hook a battery up to it and they suspend it in pure liquid distilled water liquid and then the battery affects the silver the silver and then it the small nanoparticles are, they they go into the water the liquid the suspend and the, they are suspended in that water, I don't know if that's all they do. It's, but I, I, um, I don't know if there's something else added. I don't think there is. I think it's just distilled water with suspended silver. Colidal means that it's suspendable in liquid. Okay, so it's just silver that's suspendable in liquid. So it is the term used to describe tiny particles of silver suspended in this liquid. The size of the silver particles in colloidal silver varies, but some are so tiny that they are referred to as nanoparticles. This means that they are less than 100 nanometers in size and invisible to the naked eye. Historically, silver was used as an all-purpose remedy for various infections and illnesses due to its antimicrobial properties. In fact, the earliest recorded use of silver as a medical treatment dates back to the Han Han dynasty in China in 15 BC. However, colloidal silver was quickly abandoned in the early 20th century when antibiotics were discovered and found to be more effectual than colloidal silver in the treatment of health conditions and disease. Now you remember I took this from Healthline. Since 1990, colloidal silver has again started to regain popularity as an alternative medicine with Advocates claiming that it can replace antibiotics or other medical therapies to treat bacterial, viral, and fungal fungal infections. A smaller number of people go so far as to assert that it helps treat conditions like Lyme disease, tuberculosis, HIV, and even cancer. However, no research supports these claims. Today, those who use colloidal silver take it as an oral dietary supplement or apply it directly to their skin. Though it's discouraged for oral use, colloidal silver can still be found in liquid and spray form. Most products contain very low doses of colloidal silver, usually ranging from 10 to 30 parts per million. You can find it labeled as colloidal silver spray, silver hydrosol, colloidal silver nebulizer, silver water, silver sol. Additionally, silver is commonly added to bandages and dressings to help with wound and burn healing. Finally, silver is found in other commercial products such as cleaning agents, agricultural treatments, and personal hygiene products like shower gels and deodorants. It's unknown exactly how silver works. However, research suggests that it attaches to proteins on the cell walls of bacteria, damaging their cell membranes. Okay, I'm going to stop right there for a second because... Okay, this is on Healthline or whatever, and I'm reading along here, and I was like, um, okay, first of all, this is, you know, everybody, <laughs> it's this very scientific, right? We know we have silver that's suspended in liquid, period. And so we have all these things that it's been used for, for 3,500 years. Um, it, uh, silver has been used, like an antibiotic, for 3,500 years, historically. Okay, so it's not just something that hit the shelves a few years ago, and yet science says still they don't know how it works. I just found that I found that very very funny. Okay, so it's unknown exactly how colloidal silver works. However, research suggests that it attaches to proteins on the cell walls of bacteria, damaging their cell membranes. This allows silver ions to pass into bacterial cells where they interfere with metabolic processes and damage DNA leading to the cell's death. Now, they just got done, now they say that colloidal silver attaches to the cell walls of bacteria, which process, which interfere with their metabolic process and leads to the cell's death. Okay, really good. This is very, very interesting. Silver is also thought to interfere with proteins found within viruses, which may prevent the, the viruses continued growth. Research suggests that the effects of colloidal silver vary depending on the size and shape of the particles of silver, as well as their concentration in the solution. In theory, a large number of small particles has a greater surface area than a lower number of large particles. As a result, a solution that contains more silver nanoparticles may release more silver ions. Silver ions are released from the silver particles when they come in contact with moisture, such as body fluids, they are considered to be biologically active part of colloidal silver that gives it its antimicrobial properties. Healthline. So this is Healthline. Okay? Dot com. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about colloidal silver. Since it's been used for 3,500 years, we can't discount its wonderful, wonderful use in emergencies. Um, if I was to go in, the list, if we talk about the fact, okay, so antibiotics came into play in the 50s real strong. And people touted all of the wonderful effects and how it's life saving, it saved people from polio and all these different things. So antibiotics definitely have their place in this world because antibiotics kill bacteria. All right. The downside to the fact that antibiotics kill bacteria is also that antibiotics kill good bacteria. So in our bodies, our bodies can't, the the antibiotics do not distinguish between good bacteria and bad bacteria. And so we have to work really, really hard to build our gut flora back up again, which I'm not saying we can't, we can. It's just that a person who has been on a lot of antibiotics throughout their life definitely has gut flora issues. And digestion issues and all sorts of probably autoimmune type illnesses due to the suppression that their body went through when antibiotics were given because they were in a life-threatening situation supposedly you know they like to give antibiotics for tonsillitis so that wasn't life-threatening but the point is is antibiotics have been used to the point where most of America have you know gut issues okay but It does work to kill bacteria, as long as it's only used when absolutely necessary. Antibiotics can be very, a wonderful thing. And then again, we have the colloidal silver, again, works similar. First of all, the antibiotics work to gobble up and eat the bacteria. That's kind of the way antibiotics work historically. And then we have colloidal silver, which works very similar that it goes after the bacteria, but it destroys, it literally smothers the bacteria within the body rather than gobbling it up and waiting for it to get away from them and stuff. So I will say that from what I have observed in my life, that colloidal silver works much more effectively for most um, bacterial infection situations. It works hands down so, so well. Um, and it seems to not destroy the gut flora as readily as antip- allopathic antibiotics. So, you do have two, th- two things that are available to us that will get rid of a bacterial infection. And, like I said, I have seen colloidal back- silver work so fast that it's shocking how fast colloidal silver will work to get rid of a bacterial infection. Now, the downside to colloidal silver, the same as the allopathic antibiotics is that it if given for a bacterial infection, what's happening is anytime a body has a known bacterial infection, anytime there's a fever, there's swelling, there's pus, there's um, symptoms of a bacterial infection, if there are symptoms, that means the body is already in progress working really, really hard to get rid of that infection. And when it's working really, really hard to get rid of that infection, it is, it's pushed, putting everything it knows into that. So your body is smart. Your immune system is smart. It starts putting out pus to get rid of that, to push the bacteria out. It raises the fever to, so that white counts can go in there and the white blood cells can go in there and start fighting that infection. So the body is smart and it's working really, really hard. And so many people are afraid of fevers nowadays. They're afraid of pus and they're afraid of, you know, all of the signs and symptoms of an infection that they just freak out and they reach for the nearest antibiotic that they can find, okay? And that makes me so, so sad because a fever and even infection can build our immune system to a point where it's, it's just like armored with strength to learn how to fight against all these invading bacterias. And so even colloidal silver works to suppress a bacterial infection. And when we cut that off and we suppress that infection, our body is left in limbo. It's like, shoot, I was, I was in the middle of that battle and now they just literally drop this bomb in the middle of this battle and where do our troops go? What do we do? The troops scramble, they get confused, it messes up our immune system. And so, as a last resort, I would use colloidal be- silver to battle uh, infection, as a last resort. If the immune system is so beaten up and the, the patient is so vitally weak and ill, colloidal silver will be my last resort because then I know that I'm gonna have to build up that body again and that that same, the body is gonna try and bring back anything you suppress. It's going to bring back, it's going to try and bring back that fever so that it can fight it and get rid of it naturally. That's why so many people who use colloidal silver with strep throat. I had one family in my life and it was, again, they used colloidal silver. All the whole, all the mom who was expecting got strep, several of the children got strep and the mom was too sick and weak to take care of the children. She had no help at her disposal. And she says, can I give colloidal silver? And I'm like, do what you have to do. We'll clean you up later. It took five years of strep throat, about five years, to clean that family up before they stopped getting strep throat for good. And by saying clean up, we had to do we did pharmaceutical cleanup. And then every time those kids got sick, then she had to try and get through it without using the colloidal silver. And a couple of times she caved. The mom caved and gave colloidal silver again. And I said, you've got to stop doing that until you can get through this. And those kids have that let that strep throat come back, and you get rid of it naturally. You're going to keep doing battle because that body wants to bring that back and fight it naturally, and get and then kick it out naturally. And once she was able to get through all of her kids, because she had many, many children, once she was able to get through all of her children and get rid of the the strep throat naturally, phew, it was a long it was a long battle, and my heart ached for her. But you know, like I say, we do what we have to do, but be prepared it's not the end of the road and I learned this lesson the hard way myself I had again I had a house full of sick children I don't remember was the flu or what but and I've told this story in the past and seven nights of sleeping on the floor in the living room I had beds made for all my kids and all the different kids and I was down to want two sick kids I think in the living room at that time I was sleeping on the floor and my the last child in the group got this terrible illness and of course the last one in the bunch is always going to get it worse and it was, he was screaming, just screaming, my head, my head. And like I said, after seven nights of going, having sick kids, and this was, oh my goodness, a long time ago, having all of these sick kids. And I had been using, you know, different a variety of flu type remedies. And this last child, it hit him in the head so bold and so hard and he just screaming. And I remember reading Kent, you know, um, the brain cry. And so, and that would be like meningitis. Of course, then they couldn't diagnose something with a, as like a meningitis. And I had given, I had switched from Belladonna and I gave Apis for the bacterial versus the viral. And it increased his pain. It increased the screaming. And I was so tired at 2 o'clock in the morning that I caved and I panicked and I knew better, but I started giving colloidal silver within an hour and a half. The fever started dropping and all his symptoms started getting better. And by morning, he was so much better. And I thought, whew, whew," got out of the woods there. And so I, I gave the recommended doses for three days, which I think for a child was like a teaspoon, three times a day for three days and, or something like that. Anyway, that's what I, I think I gave, and so I got through it, and uh, lo and behold, a few months later, a lot of the same symptoms came back. I ended up, he ended up being a what I call a sick, sickly child for like five years, because he would have, he had strange symptoms, varying sim- symptoms, off and on for years, sore throat, um, and then at one point, and this was kind of the, this was kind of not the end of his illnesses, but... They, he, they found a cyst in his, in his jaw, and the dentist actually sent it in and said that um, he'd never seen anything like that before, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh. So if he did have meningitis, was that, way, was that the way I suppressed it, that it actually gathered into a cyst-like form? I didn't know, but anyway, I was certain at that point that I, if I would have just stuck with the apis, let him get through that aggravation, maybe put it in water watered it down so that and had him take small sips every five to 15 minutes would I have been able to calm that down and you know like I said when we're so tired and we don't have help someone that can come in and and help us rationalize our decisions um, or take over for us so we can get some sleep you know because you can sit with a child and you can hold their hand and you can put cool washcloths on their head and you can put pickle socks on their feet and there's so many things you can do to help smooth and soothe the symptoms that, um, you know, you can get through those, those illnesses. And anyway, I, I learned my lesson and I today I recommend to parents, please do not resort to colloidal silver to suppress a bac- what you think is a bacterial infection. We have infection remedies that work amazingly well. We have all sorts of homeopathic remedies that when someone has infection, or we suspect an infection that we can just use them those remedies and we have an infection kit on our in our members corner and that and it with just very simple basic directions uh if it's this type of infection what remedies we can give if it's this type of infection what kind of remedies can we give if it's a known infection you know it's great to take the case but you have an acute infection who wants to take the case you just want acute remedies to get through If it's some eye for the eyes, I do use colloidal silver in the eyes a lot for that conjunctivitis type sty situation because it's such a hot, contagious little bacterial disease that um, I've never had repercussions. Anybody ever say they had repercussions from that. I will say that for the skin as well, I prefer to use um, like for wounds and things. They mentioned bandages with colloidal silver on them silver will suppress at any given stage we do want we want to kill the bacteria definitely absolutely but i do like to use lavender because it's very effectual for bacterial on the skin and like silver nitrate to suppress um, burn the what happens is it will actually suppress the exudation of wounds on the skin so Lavender will not and so by exudation I mean what happens is if you say say you have a burn that burn will weep as the skin is trying to heal and so for burns I like to use St. John's wort and calendula in water dip the gauze in water and cover the bandage and then cover it with something dry once you get it sealed up from the air the the stinging or the severe burning will go away but will still be allowed to exude if you put silver nitrate On that wound, that burned wound, that's going to suppress the exudation. And that's a severe form of suppression. They used to cauterize the tonsils with silver nitrate when they took the tonsils out. And Kent wrote about that extensively as well. He said it's one of the deepest forms of suppression. And so it does go on and on. Silver is amazing, it really is amazing for those severe. Severe life-threatening situations, but that's all I would ever use it for but I have it on hand I really do you know people say well sue's against it and I said no I'm not I'm not against it I'm not against the use of antibiotics when they're absolutely critically needed and that's what you have access to But I am opposed to it as a first resort even I even had one mom and she had um, been using silver cloths on her child and she said got rid of the eczema I can't believe it it's just so amazing my children both had eczema and I'm using these cloths and it's getting rid of all of their eczema and I said um okay you know what let's just do a little experiment stop using those cloths let's see what happens and so she called me a couple of weeks later she goes oh all their eczema came back again and I said okay so I just want to tell you that the claws themselves aren't bad because you're keeping the bacteria from growing on the cloths and you know but at the same time you have to realize that you're relying on that to suppress the eczema so stop using it and let's use homeopathy and so she was all gung-ho for that and so I'm just saying that because I get this asked this question so often um, (laughs) you know, it's very important that we, we addressed it. Also, I have to say that, um, you know, uh, back in the years of royalty, when, um, you know, the old saying, oh, he was fed with a silver spoon, that means that that saying goes back to persons of royal heritage. They were wealthy. their All of their silverware and everything they ate off of was silver. And those families were subject to a buildup of silver in their bodies and it caused all sorts of problems from aggravating hemophilia to a disease that leads to lead-colored pigmentation of the skin they along with this they became quite frail and sickly like i said you have to understand that they were given you know that they were literally fed with silver spoons their entire life and so they did begin to have health problems due to that Now, today, again, many people say that they don't uh, I've had people tell me they take Kaleidosilver every single day, and they don't have blue skin, and they don't have all these problems. Like I said, the jury is still out in many ways, but I do know that Kaleidosilver will cause a form of suppression, and so that we need to use it with great care. It is wonderful to have on hand. I cannot, like I said, stress that enough. When it comes right down to it, my synopsis on the whole thing is to simplify. Colloidal silver works to smother bacteria and only bacteria, therefore acting like an antibiotic to stop the progression of a bacterial infection. It's important to understand that anytime we interrupt any illness or infection that the body is working to thwart, we are suppressing the illness or infection. I only use the benefits of colloidal silver in an emergency situation. So that is my personal opinion about colloidal silver. But again, I have it on hand in case. So I also wanted to talk about the homeopathic remedy, Argentum Nitricum, which is silver nitrate metal. And this remedy is um, has a lot of the same symptoms of a person possibly that would have been exposed to a lot of silver. And so there's the, the, the exploding headache, the um, congestiveness, fullness, heaviness, and the sense of expansion. I feel like my head is going to explode. Um, affects This remedy is very famous for effects of anticipation, apprehension, fright, or fear. They tend to be ice-eating persons um, with mental strain and worry and excesses of sugar as well. This is this is my favorite remedy for getting rid of the effects of sugar. So little kids bouncing off of the walls it's amazing how um, you know, because they eat too much sugar. It's amazing how this remedy will literally counter the effects of that sh- high sugar intake. And they tend to have performance anxiety. Um, I'm throwing it in here because it goes so well together with the colloidal silver. And I just want to address it as, you know, because you don't, we can't separate these issues. We can't, it, you don't have, you know, um, it's all, it's one and the same in the sense that it was If we understand the properties and the world around us, then we can use them to our benefit. So again, constipation, diarrhea, as soon as he drinks or if he's under a lot of stress, he can develop diarrhea. A smoker's cough, the eyes can be red from discharge, ulcerated thick sore lids, fear of bridges that tall buildings will fall on him. This is funny because this is a real thing. I have had <laughs> people tell me that. I'm like, oh, oh what do you mean you're 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 afraid because I've actually had people tell me I'm afraid to go by tall buildings I can't walk down a street with tall buildings because I'm always afraid I look up and I'm afraid they're going to fall down on me and I'm like okay that's very very interesting so I put just my notes here for the homeopathic remedy argentum nitricum I even put john h clark's rendition of Argentum nitricum in here because it's just such good information. And at a glance, if you print these off and put them in your little notebook under remedy reviews, then you have some really good information fast, really fast. So um, again, I'm not going to expound upon the Argentum nitricum other than the fact that this is the silver nitrate that we need to not, you know, we don't I don't like to use silver nitrate to suppress symptoms, but the homeopathic remedy, Argentum, is amazing. Argentum nitricum is amazing for getting rid of some of these symptoms. Like one of the ones um, that John H. Clark writes about is, he says, among the leading symptoms of Argentum nitricum are great tremor, nervous feeling, sensation as if being squeezed in a vice, feeling of constriction in various parts as of a band of iron around the chest or waist, a feeling as if the body or some part of the body were expanding migraine hmm with feeling as if the head were enormously enlarged and tightly bound see you know it's just it's it's interesting that there's a lot of head and a lot of head symptoms there's a lot of um, tightness and tight and expanding symptoms and again it's anticipation anxiety with anticipation um, and when that, when that anxiety hits, then they can have the diarrhea, the gastrointestinal issues. It's an absolutely amazing remedy for so, so many issues brought on by the symptoms that I just named, or the effects of. So like I said, effects of anticipation, apprehension from eating ice, the mental strain and worry, excesses of sugar. Those are the types of things will actually bring on the need for this particular remedy. It's really interesting. So, and, and gelsemium, I like to compare this one to Gelsemium, the nervousness. But gelsemium has the weakness where An- Argentum has full power and they're always in a hurry. So that's the difference between the two for anxiety. All right. With that, I hope this has really helped you to just bring some of this into perspective that, that you can use these items more effectively if you understand them and hopefully now you understand a little more a little more readily than maybe you did before don't be afraid of them by no means but at the same time use silver colloidal silver with absolute caution um, but reach for the homeopathic remedy argentum nitricum possibly um, instead all right with that i'm gonna let you go may god bless you and yours